Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. And it's great to be with you today on another podcast, the Church Solutions Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Lacey. And I'm Phil Thompson. We haven't done this for a couple weeks, have we? Has it been two weeks? Yeah, probably. Because I was out of town. You were out of town, then I was out of town. Yeah, my brother passed away. So I had to run around and uh, do a bunch of traveling and take care of that. So kind of sad, but, uh, uh, you know, he he was a good brother. I got to spend my last, he got to spend his last six months living with with us. With you, yeah. yeah. That was really. That was a blessing. It was, and we got to spend quality time. We'd go for walks every night, almost every night. Go for a walk and yeah. got to watch some baseball games together. And, and he met his sister. Who, you uh, didn't, that neither one of you knew never, you had. We didn't know we had a sister yeah. uh, until a couple months ago. And they came out, my half-sister, his half-sister, and, uh, and her two daughters came out to Tucson uh, and spent about four days with us. They were wonderful days. I've never seen my brother happier. Honestly, never seen him happier in my life. Yeah, and awesome. they left on a Tuesday and he died on a Friday. Yeah, completely unexpected. I mean, completely unexpected. I mean, he had some health issues and we knew, you know, he had some heart, he had congestive heart failure. And you have to look at that realistically and say, okay, he could possibly have a stroke or something. Uh, and what he ended up having was a, a, apparently a massive stroke because he went just, he just dropped over quickly yeah. and it was pain painless and very quickly. And my concern, I think I mentioned this to you earlier, my concern was that, you know, if he, if he did have a stroke, he might really suffer and might uh, be yeah. bedridden or something, but that was not the case. So, uh, I mean, on the positive side, he got to meet his sister, spend some quality time with her and his nieces and uh, obviously with our family for the last almost six months. So sad. But trying to get things back to normal now. It's we had to travel. He wanted to be buried back in Huntington, West Virginia. Yeah, and you did the funeral service. Did the funeral in Huntington, and then he was part of a church in Youngstown, Ohio, before he moved out with us. And he was at that church for a long time, so they wanted a service. So I did a service in Youngstown, and it was good. I'm glad we did. I was kind of not wanting to do two services, but I'm glad I did because they said the people there said some really nice things about them. So. So anyhow, back to normal here. So we are doing a podcast, and we do this podcast usually every week. Yes. We, so what we, are we talking about today? Today we're going to talk about four things that you can do right now to uh, fix your church website, especially if you're a smaller church. This this is something that uh, I would encourage you to, to uh, give us a few minutes here, and it hopefully will help you. This actually comes from Tony Morgan's website. We have a friend called Tony Morgan. And his website is TonyMorganLive.com. And these are some notes that we have uh, picked up from him. And I think, uh, actually, it's somebody else, not him, but somebody that did some writing for him. And I like I like a lot of this because I think websites are very important. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's jump in. What uh, right. So what I find interesting is not, not every ministry we deal with has a website. Amazing. I know. It's... <laughs> <laughs> That never used to be the case, though. I know. It's it's becoming, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So, anyway, they yeah. have Facebook pages, mm-hmm. but not everybody has a website. Yeah. 
So uh, I think one of the things we need to talk about here right off the bat is that many times we look at our websites, if we're on staff or a key volunteer at our church, and we look at our church website and we, we, we think of all these internal things that, you know, theology and stuff the pastor and elders want. And, and, and we need to really kind of think again about that whole deal because the people that are really going, if they're looking for your church, if they're looking to join a church, if they're looking to visit a church, they're going to go online. And if your website is set up that, that answers their basic questions, uh, that will help. And, and those basic questions are... Well, we're going to get to that. Well, and, and number one, are we going to get to that? We're going to get to that. And okay. uh, uh, don't get ahead of me now. We're, right, we're going okay. to get to this. But what, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, a lot of people see their websites as, oh, this is a great information center for our members. And it can be, no doubt about that. But you really want to kind of gear it towards somebody that's that's looking for a church that might be interested in you and give them some quick, easy uh, answers, quite frankly, and then they can go a little deeper later. They can come, they can contact you or they can visit you or whatever. So, uh, that's, that's the deal. So, uh, so shift the focus is what we're saying. Shift to, to more of an external user, right. not so much an internal user. Okay. And so how are people using this website? You know, what are they trying to do instead of what do we want them to do? Stop that thinking and go ask, what are they trying to do? What are they trying to do? And, you know, the bottom line is they're, they want to get information about you because they're interested in you. Right. All right. So the first one is let's answer the basic questions first, which is what you're getting at here. Okay. So you want to start with the right questions. You, and, and if you do that, you'll change the whole thing here. So as you enter this planning process of fixing your website, changing your website, you want to make sure you have clarity around those those ideas, you know, here so, are some and questions and you can start are with. Those people new or right. unfamiliar with your church. You got it. Right. So, so who are we? I mean, that's the first question. Who are we? And, and there, there needs to be something along those lines. Very simple, not long, not drawn out, yeah. not real theological. And I may have, might've said this a different way. I'd say, what can I expect? You could do that. And I mm-hmm. yeah. come to your, yeah. what are we about? You know, uh, you could you could make that part of it. There's all sorts of different ways you can frame this, but you could but you want to put these questions in here. And somehow, whatever you title it, you know, who are we? You know, you, what is this church? Is this church Baptist? Is it Methodist? Is it non-denominational? Is it Charismatic? Is it Pentecostal? Is it Progressive? Whatever. Who are we? And what are we about? And then, you know, here are questions you need to ask yourself. What are we trying to do? So in our church, what, what, what are we trying to do in our, for, our, for the people in our church, for our community, and beyond that? Are you with me so far? I think so. Okay. Uh, you know, how do we take care of people? You know, I mean, when people are looking at possibly visiting or being a part of the church, you know, does your church care for people? Well, you know, you can say that, but how do you actually do it? How do you practically do that? And so, you know, hopefully you've got some practical things that you do. Maybe you work with the food bank. Maybe you work with the rescue mission. Uh, maybe, you know, Homeless Connect, whatever it might be. Uh, you know, are we caring for people and how do we do that? Uh, and then there are certain connection paths that, that people can connect and, and lead to get to know you. Are those things there? And do they exist? And if not, you know, you want to create those 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 roads, those places where people can get to know you and, and find out more about you. All right. And this next one I think is important as well, which kind of 
goes into what to expect, which is, the, you know, what's the voice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like you said, there's churches out there and, well, you know, the number one reason why people don't go to church, right, is, do you know that number one reason why people don't go to church? Uh, because I attend the church. That's it, because I've been to church. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the number one reason. So the number reason people don't go to church is because they've been to church. Yes. And so they had a bad experience. They had a bad experience. Okay. So they want to know, okay. as I visit this church website, what what's the nature of this right. church? So and, it needs to be accurate. So... You know, you, and look, we're not saying change who you are. I mean, sometimes when when people hear me talk about being, you know, trying to attract new people and welcome new people, well, you 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 want us to change to be seeker sensitive or something. I'm not saying that necessarily, but you certainly need to. You need to. What what's on that website needs to be who you really are. Mm-hmm. You know, not not who you want to be, <laughs> but who you really are. I mean, you could put visions and goals later, but you know, who, who, what's the voice of the, of the church and, you know, video can be good. We talk a lot about streaming video because that's who we are. We're a company that provides streaming video. Well, that's video is yeah. a good way. Uh, those kind of things. Yeah. So there's, yeah. People want to know what can I expect? And one mm-hmm. of the best ways to know what to expect is have a short video, maybe montage of no one wants to sit through a 30 minute no. pastor's message. So just something you short. had just a short clip of a yeah. bunch of things going on, including yeah. what the message is like. And you could even have a greeting a one minute deal. I think even a greeting from the pastor or one of the, the lead people, a short little greeting, maybe, I, I don't know. Uh, but you know, you want to make sure the, exp- your, your visitors, uh, they want to, you know, again, you want to make this an extension of your church. And, and so your website should reflect your church's personality. So, you know, I mean, if you're, if you're pastor and your church, the culture of your church is more of a, I don't know how to say it more fun. I mean, not, not you know, there's some people, I, I gotta be careful what I say here, but there are some Churches that are very intent on teaching and and, oh. and and can get a little intense, and there's nothing wrong with that. I, I'm just saying they're they're more of a teaching church. There's more right. evangelical church. There's more of a uh, you know more of a relational the fun church, huh? The fun church. Well, you there's know, I mean, church. how would you describe your church? I mean, think I about that know. for a moment. I mean, Jeff's just, personality. Just, uh, I don't know. It, uh, we have a lot of humor in our church. It used so, to be a part of the cool church. That's right. I was part of that. that was, was it cool? It was. It was a cool church. It at was least the coolest. People, at least we thought it was. Uh, <laughs> but but I, I, I guess... Was, you just sent me on a path when you said the fun church. Well, or I, you said the fun church. But okay. uh, when we talk about reflecting your church's personality, I mean, the website should reflect that. And, and we, you know, where I'm at, we have a lot of humor. So it's light. It's not heavy. But, I mean, I understand there's some churches that are really, you know, a little more intense, and that's okay. Not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying that whatever you are, it should be easily identified or by looking at your website. I don't know. Maybe we're going down a rabbit trail here that we're going to get in trouble with. But get that first impression in alignment, you know, and then you can move to the next step, okay? So our so number one was what was our number one here? What was number one? Answer the basic questions. The basic for, questions we just spent the last uh, too long. Ten so number two is okay. right size your feature expectations. So once you have the basics of what we just mentioned, your kind of your, the personality of your church in place, there you can start to think about more of the essential tasks people come to your website 
for what they what they why they come and contrary to what you and I might think users aren't coming to your website to read pages of content and content on theological defense and apologetics and all that most of them are not looking for that they're coming to easily find out the basics okay here are some key ideas that we can think about such as when do you have your services what a revelation, huh? Uh, Time and place of your services. I, I have struggled with some of that. As so, I've seen some websites, I'm like, okay, where are you located? Yeah. And when are your services? Exactly. And so... And it's not obvious. Make it takes it, quite a bit of challenge. Right. Like, wow, this looks like a great place, yeah. but how do I get there? How do I get and, there? And, and when is it? And it can be hidden. And we see that a lot with people that do streaming video. Unfortunately, some of them with, with us kind of hide the link. But anyhow, yeah. So, so look... People are coming for quick answers like time and place, maybe your current message topic. What are you, if you, are you guys on a message series or something that's coming up? You know, you can put that on there. Hopefully you record either audio or video, record your messages and have a place where people could go and take a quick look at some of your archives, right? Uh, a way to connect with people, how you can meet people. So do you have small groups? Do you have cell groups? Do you have community groups? life groups, whatever you call those groups, you know, do you have those? Hopefully you have something and you have something where people can find out more information on those things. Yeah. Uh, there are people that really want to be involved in a church. Even if they're new, they really want to volunteer. They believe in volunteering. And so you could, you know, maybe put a few places where people could volunteer. Maybe yeah, it's probably a good idea. I think the primary purpose of your website is, should be as an ex extension of um, for, for new people, for the that have not right. visited your church. But you can segment areas for those that are already a part of your church. Yes. And we're getting into some of these, like, how do I learn? How do I volunteer? Yeah. How do I get into a small group? There's, you know, those that are completely brand new to the church. And I think the easy, obvious stuff should be geared for them. But right. you can have sections for some of mm -hmm. this uh, deeper Stuff yeah, the as deeper well. life club, yes, as I call but it. You, yeah. But you don't want to put the deeper life club stuff in front of the, I'm brand new to this place. Exactly. And, and I think what a lot of churches are doing, and I don't think we have it in the notes here, but, uh, you know, when you go to the homepage, you have a place for, you know, new here or some, whatever the, you know, new, you know, I don't know how, what's the word that I think uh, your church has it. Are you new to us or something? Click here. And then they can see some of those things that we just mentioned that aren't quite as extent, uh, maybe a place for people to hear the archives here or view those archives yeah, and then maybe a place, and... uh, where, you know, you can, uh, see the live stream if you're doing live streaming and if you're not, you should be. Talk to us about that. Yeah, so all <laughs> but, the easy, low-hanging fruit stuff should right. be geared for that. And, and I think person. a place, contact, I, I think a place where people can contact you would be good. Email, you know, click the email. Uh, a lot of people don't put their phone numbers on there. Uh, and, and I would, you know, maybe you don't want to. Somebody said one time, don't put a phone number if you're not going to answer it. That and, makes sense to me. And that's probably a good Good way to go. So if you don't Unless answer your you phone, want to frustrate church, somebody. Yeah, exactly. It's like call my company here, yeah. but I won't answer your phone, right? So, or call you back, or give you an opportunity to leave a message. Something that something to strongly consider. Uh, and so all those kind of things, you know, as we look at websites, it's good to keep these things up. 
And uh, you may need to reorganize some existing content. Uh, maybe your navigation menu needs to change. Uh, but a good website isn't, isn't the one with the most bells and whistles. And I think we get caught up on that sometimes. A good web- website is the one that works. Right. That so, really gives the information people need. Yeah. I think this, this right-sizing your future expectations is yeah. all about prioritizing Initially, you should prioritize for the, f- the person that doesn't know the church. Exactly. And then second, providing yeah. resources for those yeah. that do know the church. Yeah. And then, so, and then moving on to what you were saying there, you know, the third point would be if you want to prioritize some additional features, and you, that could be based on your budget and the goals that you have. So if you've got some uh, church management or some I guess I would say spiritual management, spiritual growth tools that you want your members to kind of connect in. You could have a, a place on the website somewhere else for that. Uh, you know, if people want to, if you've got uh, people that want to connect with other people, members that want to connect with other members, something that we have, we have a content management, church management stuff at myflock.com. You could have that available for people. Uh, you know, different resources on there. I think your church, doesn't your church have a page for resources for other churches? You guys used yeah, to. Yeah, it's uh, fairly deep into the yeah, things. But it goes yeah. deep into that. But, you know, you can have it's, it on there, yeah. but not at the forefront, as you said right. earlier. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little search engine on your website to help people. Uh, those kind of things, I think, are good, which I, I think probably the next question a lot of people have is, well, okay, uh, this is a good idea, Phil, but uh, I'm not really great at changing my own website. I need help. What do I do for help? And uh, I think one of the things that's in the notes here, which I think is a very important, is if you need outside help with your website, you want to find somebody that will really kind of be a partner more than just a typical vendor. So I'll share you a little story, uh, which you are familiar with, but the, the church I'm working with now, I do a little part-time stuff. Uh, before I got there, they had a website set up by a vendor and anytime they wanted something changed on it, it was a headache to try to get a hold of that person and to get them to change it. And then there was all sorts of crazy things that happened over the next couple years or so. And, uh, we just didn't have anybody that was really a partner that helped. We just had somebody that was charging us so much money a year. And sometimes they would forget to pay the bill to the person they were using. So they'd shut the website off and then we'd have to try to chase our vendor down and say, hey, why is our website off? Oh, I forgot to pay the bill. Well, we've been paying her, but she didn't pay them. So we're getting off on a rabbit trail here. Yeah, time but, to shop for a new vendor. But you know what? It's, it's, it's very common, very common. And we finally got out of that nightmare. But you want to find somebody that, that you can connect with and partner with and, and somebody that really uh, is going to be there for you and, and not, you know, um, not just not just a hired help that doesn't really care about yeah, what's so happening. What, so there's so there's some attributes of a a partner versus a vendor. There are some attributes. So the partners are good listeners, mm-hmm. and they have experience with your type of ministry. There are a ton right. of um, website vendors out there that can get your website going. Oh yeah, but there's not a lot of people that understand what ministry is all about. And exactly, how to, how to work with that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, somebody that's kind of got some skin in it, so to speak, that really cares about what you're doing and, uh, 
wants to wants to help you with those things, right. as opposed to a vendor who's just wanting to get paid and you, know, you just pay them for their skills and whatever, and then they go away. And sometimes they go away forever. We've had that happen with people that contacted our company and say, "Hey, I need to use one of your websites, but my domain is held hostage by somebody." Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, "Sorry about that." <laughs> yes. So here's the bottom line: you know, look at your website. Large church, small church, whatever you are, take a look at it and try to look at it from the eyes of somebody that doesn't go to your church and maybe even get some help. Get somebody that doesn't go to your church and say, hey, look at my website. What's it tell you? Is it easy to get a hold of us? Do you understand who we are, what we're all about? Can you really get a feel for who we are? Uh, Or if we're not communicating that properly on the website, then tell us and then, you know, you as a volunteer or a staff person go to work and make those changes. All right. Sounds good. And it will help you reach people. I mean, the bottom line is reaching people uh, and trying to connect with people because uh, there's people out there looking. So many of them. All right. Um, I think we're done with this, right? We are done. Speaking of reaching people and connecting with people and engaging people, we've got some new stuff coming up pretty soon, don't we? We do. With our streamingchurch.tv platform. Yes, we're adding some features to allow you to engage with those that attend your service online after the service. Yeah, so that'll be good. You can actually, you'll be able to... uh, Email and contact them. Yeah, reach out to them and uh, give them an opportunity to connect with you, engage with you. Yes. And... uh, yeah, because there's lots of people that come visit services. Sometimes they come and they go away. We don't know anything about them. That's right. That's one of the the pitfalls of the current systems is right. they come, but you have no idea who they are or, right. or how to get a hold of them. So yeah. this we're introducing a new feature that it will allow you to to do some uh, follow-up to yeah. be able to connect with these people that visit your services online. All right. Stay tuned for that, folks. We'll be sending out emails about that and more information to come. So we're good. All righty. Well, he is Steve Lacey. My name is Phil Thompson. This has been the Church Solutions Podcast. If you have some feedback on some of the stuff we just talked about, uh, we would love to get it from you. Just send us an email, support at streamingchurch.tv. Love to get your takeaway on some of this stuff. Are we crazy? Are we on the right track? Uh, Would you add to this? Would you subtract to it? Love to hear from you. All right. We hope that you have a great day. We will catch you next time on another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Take care.